What up? What up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Please do me a favor, leave a like in the comments if you like, and subscribe. I really appreciate that. Um, like I said, today I had a special guest that just left, a uh, gentleman, Albert Ochoa. He's going to be fighting down in Florida, man. You guys tap in with Albert, kid from Sacramento. But now I'm right back at it. Um, let me get to this intro. Um, my guest is an alumni of Sacramento State University. She's a 16-year veteran legislative staffer and the president and CEO of the BYLP Black Youth Leadership Project. Um, BYLP provides a variety of programs to intentionally serve the community. Also, she currently leads a team that puts on a legislative um, open house and the next level luncheon experience for more than 100 black students annually. Summer social justice boot camps established Sacramento's first ever black high school graduation in partnership with the faith-based community. Also, she created a support uh, networks and two support groups to help the community cope with uprising and the stressors that, that provide community movie nights, created an online document, documentary club, and also works as a, with families in local school districts. And she can be seen on all major platforms, <laughs> all, so major, uh, <laughs> all major TV screens, news screens. But however, she's just um, doing what her heart's desire and is focusing on stemming from um, racial injustice and targeting. Also, some teacher bias issues, just desperate treatment to restore the child so they can thrive in a more supportive environment. Um, Lorraine Pryor, how are you doing? <laughs> That's just a whole bunch of words. That means I give a damn. That's uh, all that means. So That's all yes. that means. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And um, like I said, offline, as as mom is sitting here watching two shit acts with 94 feet, means um, outside of the basketball court, though, it's just, as you know, apply pressure, um, get changed, change tempo, things like that. So right now, just. Then get on offense. Because <laughs> offense, that's where you score the buckets, right? That is true. Okay. That is true. All right. So, so I play offense. I don't like to play ah, defense. Okay. So, so, ah, okay. So the offense. So being the offensive person you are, mm-hmm. but just the basis of what you do. Yeah. But the passion of it too, because as we know, in education, in life in general, people find their niche or find what they're passionate about. What point did you find your passion and niche for advocating for others, students, or also leading in mentorship in your life? Uh. I think I've always uh, tried to serve our community, right? And I've always tried to serve the the youth of our community. But I think the turning point for me was when CPS came into my house and took my daughter. And that was one of the most traumatizing experiences based on what a school had told them was going on. And so I had to um, learn their policies and procedures I had to learn how to navigate the school system because I told them if I have to come up here again, my name is going to be out front of that school, right? And so when you have things or experiences that happen, they should have left me alone. You know what I mean? They should have left me alone because now I'm just nothing to play with. Um, And so they have to be careful how they treat parents, how they interact with parents, and what they do to our children. And so... um, In terms of the educational aspect, the educational advocacy aspect, so what happened in Elk Grove was there was a young lady over at Pleasant Grove who had wrote a a letter to the administrators and the teachers letting them know about different instances that were happening on campus where nooses were being thrown in the classrooms when when students were taking tests, uh, students were being followed home um, by someone in a a truck with a Confederate flag. And so she tried to raise awareness uh, intra- you know, intra, I don't know the other word, other part of that word, mm-hmm. but inside of the campus, she tried to raise awareness. Yeah. That did not work. She went to the news. Elk Grove had this um, 
town hall, over three, four hundred people showed up. I happened to be the first speaker. I told her, take a break. I got it from here. And I've had it ever since. And that was 2018. That's 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 crazy. So but it's a good thing. It's needed. But the the services and, and opportunities you provide for support as far as like individual families, mm-hmm. things like that. But also even for me, just seeing the the BG. Let's, let's talk BYLP actually first. OK. Um, your role in BYLP were you the one of the originators to create this as well? I was not. So BYLP was actually founded by Black Capital staffers in 1999. I was two years out of high school, uh, so I was not there. Um, I took over in 2009, um, and yeah, I took over. <laughs> that's it. That's all I can say about so that. I took over. <laughs> you take over BYLP. Uh-huh. Um, what type of opportunities does BYLP present for the students that come? Actually, is this a, what to enroll in BOLP? First off, how would how does how would one even get a chance, the opportunity to be a part of the program? Reach out. I mean, we have several different things going on right now, and always uh, I always get the question: is how does my child enroll? Right. Um, I don't think we have a formal enrollment process. What we have is we offer certain things that students and their families can take advantage of, and they can sign up to be a part of it. There is no rejection because I want it all right, and so we just have different things so in terms of right now we have um the bbsn which is the black boys support network bgsn the black girls support network we have um bassin which is our allies to abolitionists those are our non-black brothers and sisters and we have black parents support network because we know that um a lot of times our parents are missing in action and it's not because they want to be Sometimes they're working. Sometimes the school uh, schedules meetings where they can't be at. And so we know that our parents need um, sometimes that extra help navigating the system. And so we offer that. Um, And then we have two support groups, the door for black men and then the Dora, which is a spinoff of uh, the Black Panther Warriors, um, because we 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 have to try to, you know, um, take care of everybody when we are suffering our own type of uh we're trying to navigate to but our responsibility is to take care of our family take care of our children take care of everybody and i'm so sick of that strong black woman trope because it's a lie like we we are strong because we have to be not because we want to be right yeah so, so. and you you saying that in general yeah being general. strong but no but as far as that goes but now also how hard is it because we how see we see the, the <laughs> we, we see the the women are being successful movement. We see the women are taking the, the jobs proposably, all that, how that's moving that way as far as that's the hierarchy or mm-hmm. that's where we're going. But as you said, to be strong, to even yourself, people who are working with you or other women and mm-hmm. businesses who are fighting for either equal rights or just to, for others, but how draining is because, I mean, the hours you put in or the moves you do, the, the speaking you do, even though we've talked offline about you being one to be stay behind the scenes, but when you're at the forefront of it, the physical... How is that for you? Um, what my what my uh, best friends would tell you and what my mom will tell you is I usually don't stop until I'm made to. So if I get sick, I stop. Mm. You know, if there's something that happens that, you know, I need to push, you know, like sit down and be still. And that's normally only sickness. Other than that, it's full court press all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I was working today before I got here. So oh, I, there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> I definitely can believe that. So, and um, so for us being black people, um, people may get the misconception of based upon what we wear, how we look, mm-hmm. but how are you able to 
one, I mean, the education behind it. Where are you getting your resources from? Because you know a lot. I mean, you Resources close in terms of information yes, or inf- money? Information, not information <laughs> okay. first uh-huh. to be able to present at the school board meetings to yeah. t- other other parents or mm-hmm. in dialogue. Mm-hmm. Because some of this stuff, I mean, personally, that I'm reading or a part of now, I didn't see as much of it being taught to me or just it wasn't out. I can go find out as much information we were growing up. But now it's like listening to you other people speak, I'm like, Okay, yeah, this is this is something I need to tap into. I need to be right. I need to be informed, but you have to learn from somewhere. Well, I think that um the beautiful thing about the different experiences that I've had working, um, one being working at the Capitol for sixteen years, there are certain skills that you pick up on. Mm-hmm. How to um read through uh legislation very quickly, how to read through newspaper articles or whatever information you have to kind mm-hmm. of um whittle it down to the main points, right? And so in terms of the information that I love to talk about, um, there were three reports that were released that were um, out of San Diego State. The first one was Get Out, the State of Black Male Suspensions in the State of California. Um, the second one was the Capital of Suspensions, and then they mm-hmm. followed it up this year uh, in Black History Month. It was the um, Suspending Our Future report. And the Suspending Our Future report is the one that had Elk Grove as number one. And I had been talking to them since they were number three. So now they're number one. And I gloat about that um, because, again, we cannot fix something we won't acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And so my job is to just keep putting the information up there um, to make them sick of me, so sick of me that they decide to change their ways. They're not there yet, but they're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Like the the full court press is on. Um, The pressure is there. Yeah. But now on the other side, mm-hmm. how do you inform parents and families of where they should lean to or how they should guide toward information to help them better get results from their school or their, just out of their student as well? Because we mm-hmm. talked about how time to, education is different. The last two years with COVID, students are different. There's a huge gap. Right. How do we go about right now in this state of mind we're at, this, this state of wherever, pandemic, the year's almost over already, but how mm-hmm. do we push to get positive feedback from let's take care of our side first our kids our parents parents in general how do we get them a better mindset and on track back on track a little bit well i mean that's the million dollar question right um because again covid not only impacted our children it impacted our parents everybody Mm -hmm. is reeling from you know everything stopping Mm -hmm. like instantaneously and so um with the work that we do Unless parents tap into one of the workshops that we provide for free, um, I really don't interact. Our interaction comes more so when parents reach out to us because they need help with either their child was suspended, um, mostly is suspended, but why they were suspended, Mm -hmm. whether it was teacher targeting, racial bias. um, You know, we do stuff with IEPs and 504s. So it kind of depends on what the families need in that moment, because a lot of times when families um, contact us, Mm -hmm. um, they're in crisis mode. And our job as, as a team is to make sure, one, we calm them down. We get to the bottom of what it is that they're talking about, that we get an understanding of what it is they're talking about, and we get the supporting documentation because you don't move forward without the evidence, right? You can't really derive a um, a conclusion just based off what somebody's telling you. So um, we require information um, that we can use to our client's best uh, advantage. And you, I'm glad you said that because you made it very clear. Again, it's not just show up and 
try to get res- results, responses. Oh no, you you got a, you got a part to play in this. That's the, oh yes, that's the background, the capital thing. Let me yeah. put all, let me do my information. Let me gather it, time, date, stamp everything, mm-hmm. and it's presented in a manner to where it's accurate and you're informed correctly as far as inf- correctly, so you can go present it correctly. And get hopefully some type of response based upon the preciseness of what you And your done. response, the way that you respond is going to dictate whether they really answer you or whether they slap you with the restraining order. Mm. A lot of times our parents, when they do show up to school, they're very emotional. Mm-hmm. And this is not a game that you can play emotional. Um, you have to go in just very factual. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, and I want to know why. Right. So... You've had no, a lot of practice in doing I it. I have. Um, <laughs> but also, you've had some struggles in it. And on this show, and, and just in life in general, we talk adversities all the time with everybody on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, getting something like this off the ground, and like I said, anybody can start something. But for you to continue it, yeah. and for it to grow, like I've seen it now, it's branched out. Now you're reaching other states, other parents, other students worldwide, different diversities. Yeah. Different diversities. But what are a few things that probably you've came across where you had to overcome a couple of hills, a couple of mountains you have to overcome and climb? Well, I think that the one of the biggest things is people assume because I pour everything that I have into this that I get paid for it. I don't. I'm like a super volunteer. I do mm. it because I love it. I stepped away from the Capitol because my community needed me to. Um, the other thing is, you know, when, when you're doing this type of work, first of all, it's, it's a thankless job. Right. Um, If you're just here for applause or you're here because, um, you know, you have one day a a thought of making a lot of money, that's not going to happen. So I need people's um, I need to build a team of people who understand that it's a hard work. You know, we're not out here to get rich. We are out here to to serve the community and consistently serve the community, you know, and that's been, I think, one of the biggest struggles is. Finding people whose hearts are in the work and not mm. really worried about the money. I, I believe, honestly, the money will come one day. Because it's something you could do for free. Yeah. Well, you do for free, right? Yeah. If you can do it all your life and not get paid for it, that's a passion. That's something you would do. 100%. You talk about 100%. team. You've been around sports all your life, I know, too. So your team, though, I mean, you got to give a shout-out to your team. But if you want to name a few of them, but also this, a little bit of the selection process because it wasn't just anybody. It wasn't just, <laughs> you know, but, I mean— Certain well, people in the are team. you talking about the support networks? Or are yeah. we talking overall? Well, let's go overall though, because okay. I mean I know you've needed support from your team, so you have to get people <laughs> yeah. from the, you know who can really rely on or come through come through for me. You I know, need you. Um, I I think that if we're being candid, um, it's easy for people to come around when something seems um, good, exciting, mm-hmm. right? It's when the excitement wears off that you're uh, kind of like, okay, but where, where what happened? Where y'all at? And so the selection process with mentors for BBSN and BGSN, they had to go through a couple of weeks to see if they would even, you know, like they had to write a commitment agreement. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, 98% of those gentlemen are no longer involved. Um, But I think that um, once it becomes a passion, again, for somebody, somebody really wants to pour into these young men, maybe we'll see some change. I mean, Jordan is still there, but Jordan doesn't work with BYOP full time, right? right. Um, Jada is still there. They don't work full time. 
Um, I'm looking for people who have a passion to do this work, who don't mind. And of course, I, the, my my team in the office told me I can't hire nobody else. They're going to have to go through a, a gauntlet of questioning and oh, yeah. um, all of that. And they're taking that off my plate because, again, That's like great. you said, everything is exploding right. in, in in a way. And um, it's it's getting to be too much for for me as as an individual so um shout out to auntie pam and, and my mom who's in the office with me yeah. uh, miss candy and um uh lisa who's who's still here jada's still there and jordan is still there dope so and, and we're alive and i'm 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 part of that 98 percent sad to, sad to say yeah, I you, keep it, yeah I, I get, you you stepped I, I, away I, I and started, didn't come back and, i know, you know I'm just, you and know, you got but, a whole but, fo- uh, but, basketball but see, that's team the thing, right? and but that the you timing, need to send them back see the timing of it i do believe that <laughs> i do believe timing is hey it's not on my time but it is yeah. for me trying to regroup, re- re-understand what's going on or re-look at it. Like, how can I really bring all my resources together? Right. Being in the school now, too, but also having resources like that, it makes sense. Yeah. It, ma- it makes and sense, right? And our programs right? are free. Oh, yeah, all definitely free. All our support free. services are free. But now we can we hopefully make get sure locations. Okay. We get facilities, like we talked yeah. about. So now is how we bring it together right. to help others, too. But also, you know, so I definitely, like I said, if I can say that. Yeah, no, and I, I expect, it. And I I expect you to visit the I office definitely know soon. That. Oh yes, like I said, um, it's, it's because def- it's important that we know where our folks are. Right? If yeah. something goes down, I I know a so lot of times. Somebody. Yeah, I know a lot of times people like to tell me, "Oh, well, your territory is Elk Grove. Right. My territory is where the complaints come from. True. Wherever I'm needed, that's where I go. Whether it's uh, in Ohio, mm-hmm. if it's in Texas, if it's in Virginia, I've supported families in those areas. Um, and so, where these complaints take me, that's where I'm willing to go. And you know, there was there's like this saying, like. Uh, God don't want me to tell him how great I am. He just wants a yes. Hmm. So I you just move. I just want to move. Like, move. I, and I need to build a team that if I move, it'll still rock. That they still got it go. handled in the office. Definitely so, get it. You yeah. talked about moving already. So, but I'm not moving. I'm just not saying. You, but as far as moving around, <laughs> but how? Yeah. Okay. So how difficult is that? Coming being taking on other opportunities as far as to help support out of state now. So now like different set of rules, probably different set of engagement, like different people. <sighs> How difficult is that part? Cause that's a um, lot. Well, I can, I can specifically talk about, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So, okay. um, luckily, um, the lead for our black parent support network is in Atlanta. Right. So that makes it a little easier. We've, we've been to Atlanta. We've okay. spoken to, um, one of the school board members there, we, she invited us to our house. We had pizza, but we talked about some of the things that we see happening here in California. You know, as California goes, so goes everybody else. So um, what they were asking me to do was to come back and talk about the um, board policy and administrative regulation I co-wrote with um, some community members and the administration over in Elk Grove Unified. Um, they needed us to come in and kind of talk to their police partners um, about what we need them to do when they come into contact with children. Right. Um, the problem is, even though we have that on the books in Elk Grove, there's a problem with enforcement. If they would have done what that administrative regulation told them they needed to do, I assume that SWAT wouldn't have been able to pull out all the black males on Friday. Mm. And nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about how it's a civil rights violation to go in and intentionally target one group of students. Different makeup. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But nobody, everybody wants to, to gloss over that. Like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Nobody was arrested, but you traumatized this group of students and you don't have any supports in place to help them through that experience. 
tell the and support is the the biggest thing after in any, anybody's trauma, right? From right mental health, anything, youth, whatever it is, right? The biggest support things, and we talk about that. So let's talk about more the support now too, because mm-hmm. as we know, regularly it's gonna be trauma, trauma every day, different, mm-hmm. small, big. Your first support network we put together, which was what? BBSN. BBSN. Mm-hmm. So for for those that don't know, BBSN is the Black Boys Support Network. Black Boys Support Network. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. So within this network, um, these young men, these young, even the the mentors or fathers who participate with their their sons, um, can you give me a little more behind the scenes, um, or what is your outlook? Actually, give me what do you in to see this network being in starting at. And then where do you see it? Let's say five years. But to give me the start of it, what was the start of it? What was that like to, um, start, the net- to start that network? To start it, so it happened right after um, George Floyd was killed. Um, there was a lot of tears, not just from boys, but men as well. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to, uh, you know, we were trying to provide a space where people could come in and connect and just talk about what it is that they're going through or what they're feeling based on what they saw. Um, we opened up a, a few um, Zoom meetings just, you know, because everybody was at home. Uh, yeah. We opened up a few Zoom meetings and the amount of um, tears, the amount of uncertainty, the amount of just sheer panic because they're they're like, am I next? Right. And so when we started this, we wanted to just provide a safe space for for boys to come and talk to men, like not necessarily women, mm-hmm. you know, come in and talk to men about their fears and anxieties um, and dealing with everyday life. And as we know, that can be ever changing. That's Yeah. And I'm not a man and I can't tell them what it's like to be a boy. Um, and that's not my place. I wanted to create a place where mm-hmm. they had access to men who would understand um, because they don't get that on school campuses most times, or there's one or two black men on campus, and most of the times they're in charge of discipline. And so there there wasn't really a, a soft place for them to be. And so that's why um, that came. But you can't create a boys' network and not a girl, so BGSN followed. <laughs> right. But I like the way you said to put a soft network too, right? Because yeah. that, that stigma, that aura, that you got to be tough all the time, you got to be uh-huh. hard. Times are different in that aspect too, but also the, the mental part of healing young boys men is needed so high like every day it's, i see it you see it um yeah. bgs in mm-hmm. definitely you know young ladies definitely are, are gonna are, are definitely with it the movement <laughs> for that is definitely popping i mean you know I the, the ladies they rock which but i mean they they do the support is there right a lot of female support a lot of female yeah, stuff we we so. have more females who uh stayed around than men mm-hmm. um and i think that you know uh Energy is contagious, right? So True. they see me and they're like, oh, dang. Uh, well, if she's here, you know, and she created is I want to be a part of it. So yeah. we have a good core group of, of ladies that uh, come through every week and just listen. Um, and then we have a cohort of young ladies that start at college. And so they're dealing with their own struggles. Nice. Um, and so uh, everybody's starting to try to come back and um, see how we can really um kind of surround and, and, and undergird these young ladies as they're going through different things that, you know, we may not see always see and that they may not always tell their parents. Um, and we're cognizant of that. And, you know, I think that was one of the biggest things too. that the plus is though, because the safe space for kids to talk to somebody else other than somebody think who's going to discipline them if it's wrong or right, or if they made the wrong choice, or did the wrong thing, mm-hmm. just that environment to be themselves one, but also be open and say, okay, I didn't do this well, or some, I'm not feeling cool about this. 
is needed for sure because the communication or how kids advocate for themselves is so just. Well, you know, uh, a lot of our kids, um, the problem is they're right fighters. And you only have one time to disappoint them. If they come to you and tell you something has happened, mm-hmm. you have one time to not respond because that. that could push them the opposite way they're done with you. Well, then then they're going to come back with an attitude and you're uh, trying to figure out why. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when they are ignored. And research shows that um, black children are not ignored or are not uh, listened to when they come and they bring um, problems or issues to the administrators. They're seen as they they're seen as the problem. They're seen as ghetto, ratchet, um, hood. All those words that that have negative connotations. So when they come and they say something, they're not believed. And if I'm not believed and I continue to try to advocate for myself, one, they're a child. There's a power imbalance on these campuses. So I always tell our kids, "Uh uh-uh, you come get an adult and you let that adult come in and you equal out that that power imbalance. Because if they say the wrong thing, the children can be suspended. They can be disciplined in any way that that these these administrators are feeling that day. Right. And so I try to get our kids to shut up. You know, you have the right to remain right. silent. Shut your mouth and come and get Ask somebody who can come in and advocate for you. So is there and I'm looking through before we get to the BLP. Is there anything in place right now for the parents to get informed on how to do that correctly? Um, we have a, a couple of videos on our website on, um, in the archive videos, I believe, um, where there's advocacy one-on-one, um, how to speak to school administration, um, or if there's something that they want to know specifically, I have no problem setting up something so that they can learn. We've done several meetings on homeschool, uh, homeschooling your child. We've done meetings on 504s and IEPs. So it's just... I need to know what people need. Otherwise, right. I'm just talking into a void, and I don't have time to do that anymore. So for you to know, where can they submit information at? How can they find it as far as uh, where they They go? can email info at byop.org if they have something they want to know, if they um, want some uh, someone to come in and sit with them or they have specific questions. Um, they can call the office, 916-513-7959, and um, schedule something to come sit down with somebody. So I think that's one of the big things I see is that middle that to get from point A to point B sometimes is lost or deceived, but you got to go through B. They don't know how to get there. So who do I talk to? Uh, Or also you got to be upfront with yourself and say, I don't know how to handle this or I don't know what to say or what to do. So, well, I think what we're seeing, though, is we're seeing um, parents respond in the way they've always responded to things in life. Right. But this is a system. This is a systems of um, respectability politics, if you will. Um, We cannot go in the same way that we go into everything else. They'll turn a deaf ear to you and they'll label you the problem and they'll get rid of the problem, i.e. restraining orders. Um, I don't give them that opportunity. So if parents have an issue that they want uh, mitigated and they don't know what to do, that's why you come get an advocate. And we will walk with you through the process. That's mm-hmm. how that works. Um, Definitely dope. So y'all, again, use the resources, right? That's one thing I want to make sure I use this platform mm-hmm. for different people, whatever, we, whoever my guests are, but whoever comes on as a resource, because hopefully, again, somebody may need a resource. Use it. You know, it's there for you. And, and use it while it's free. I don't anticipate it's always going to be free. 
because yes. we spend a lot of time. Um, I always get asked, are you sure you're not an attorney? I am not an attorney. If I had a law degree, they'd be in trouble hey. for real, for real. Um, but I think you right. have to use the resources while they're at your disposal. You have to. And if you don't, and, and at some time we implement a sliding scale for the services we provide free of charge. That's just what happened. Because it didn't always start out. You had to pay. It started out free. So, uh-huh. you, you know, you say get in while you can. Yeah. So before you, we talk about a little bit of BYP stuff I brought up here, I do want to thank my, my sponsor, Smart Athletic Kids. But also, I, I heard, I remember I had the shirt a little sale a while ago. Uh-huh. You had to throw a little uh-huh. shade. I brought uh-huh. one for you. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> I had one for you. I appreciate you. Um, but I brought mine. Again, I know that's good. Now you got See? the different color, though. Hey. So, yeah, you did. Thanks for the support. And Smart Athletic Kids, again, for just um, supporting the, the show and, um, just again, giving me opportunity to do something I'm, I'm loving to do even more and more every day. And um, BYOP, though, I'm looking at your programs in front of me right here. To, um, I think one thing that stood out for me is the social justice boot camp. The social justice and boot camp. And I believe you have one coming up. Oh, Lord. Uh, so <laughs> so we're, we're actually um, kind of going to put a spin on our, our regular social justice okay. boot camp. So um, the social justice boot camp was founded, I want to say, in 2017 or 2018. Um, I partnered with Joelle Jones, who was uh, who is the youngest uh, elected official in Michigan state history. He has some legal issues right now, but we're still rolling with him because loyalty is everything. Okay. But a slot, side note, um, we do have our camp. Uh, we have a camp collaboration coming up uh, November 12th through the 14th. It's called Camp Hack the Woods. Um, we're going to fuse uh, social justice, uh, STEM, and nature, and we're going to allow black children to be children. Um, so many times they're not they can't relax because somebody's always nitpicking them. And so we want to provide an environment where they can just come and be just be. That's definitely good. And get them out of the city. Get them out. Of the city. I mean, because some of them may not yeah. get opportunity. To actually, they don't leave. 100 percent. And it's free. It's free. Again, and, you know, the word. transportation <laughs> up word. to uh, Camp Grizzly Creek is free. Um, okay. They get to spend a, a whole couple of days with me. Um, <laughs> I mean, how, how, what else could be? <laughs> Top, a great <laughs> experience. <laughs> um, so also I see on here um, the legislative open house. Yes. Um, flagship program. That is but the flagship. Um, tell me about that. So the legislative open house is basically we uh, bring students to the Capitol for a day and they function as elected officials. We teach them how a bill becomes law. They argue in the committee rooms and then they go on to the Senate assembly floor at the end of the day. Now, COVID has changed that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know when they will reopen the Capitol to us, but once they do. uh, Right back in there. Right back in there. How was the experience for the students to see them to get actually in a building, which I'm sure half them probably thought they'd never be in unless you know but again some do some aspire to be in there but just initial taking them on those tours in the building sitting in there i don't take them on tours i put them to work oh yeah we don't take tours i'm not a tour guide the work they do (laughs) while they're in the capital yeah how are they feeling Um, I, i can't speak for them uh what i can tell you is that um we've had some folks come through uh like the former mayor of stockton michael tubbs was one of my students um, the current uh, Pinole City Council member, Devin Murphy, was one of my students. Um, and so I, I think that it's having an effect um, because their government classes, I don't know what they're teaching our students, uh, but we have a chance to teach them in a different way. Like we're community teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to have a credential to come in and tell you 
firsthand, okay, yes. as my job here mm -hmm. at the Capitol, this is what I do. This right. is what I have to pay attention to. So I think them seeing somebody who looks like them um, and somebody taking the time out, because we, we're all legislative staffers that, that put on this program. We took the day off work to be with the kids, right? right. And so I think that them just seeing us and um, – us being able to really love them where they're at and meet them where they're at and encourage them um, and be their biggest cheerleaders. I think that it, it's one of those those things that uh, is a life changing experience for sure. How does it make you feel? So if I can be honest, I rarely um, relax on legislative open house days. Mm -hmm. I'm always running from place to place. I never eat. Um, I always get some sort of like, a, I don't know if it's like nervous sickness, mm -hmm. um, but I'm always running around because I want to make sure that the they feel loved and mm -hmm. that they are valued and all these things. Because you have to imagine in that building, there are not a lot of black kids that come in that building. Mm -hmm. You're talking about over 101 day and they like, wait a minute, hold up. What's happening here? And so, you know, when there's more than three of us in the hallway anyway, they like, okay, what they plotting? They plotting on us, right? Yeah. Um, and so as someone who's been doing this, uh, I started with BYLP in 2005. I didn't take over to 2009. Um, to see it evolve in the way that it has, um, I guess I would say I'm proud of it. Um, I don't know. I don't look at it like that. I'm just like, I want more kids. Where they at? Who else can I expose to this? Ready to do Who else work. do I need to connect with? So I think I'm harder on myself than anybody else would be. Right. Um, but I'm absolutely um, proud of the work that we've been able to do. They went from raising, um, before we came on, they raised something like $6,000 a year. Um, our first year, we, met, we raised 21000 and now we're uh, grossing somewhere, be, somewhere, <laughs> upwards of upwards. <laughs> 100k That's so um you know we just we're doing the work and we're making sure um that we're providing the services that we feel black families and black students can benefit from definitely dope and definitely should be highlighted but also again use people if you're listening use the resources it's there for yeah, you yeah and if you listen and, and you know some resources have them write us a check Black Keep <laughs> Leadership Project we are 501c3 it's a tax write off write us a check we, we'll take it please and we'll do. put it to good good use please we'll do please do <laughs> BYOP GOAT so GOAT is the Goals Organization Applications and Transcripts. So mm. what we decided to do, well, we didn't decide to do. Sharina Shaw, who wrote up the GOAT program Shout and created <laughs> it, um, she's a former administrator within the Elk Grove Unified School District. She has two masters, uh, a serious homeschooling mama. Um, she wrote up GOAT to make sure our students were prepared to go to the next level. So that's doing your college essays, uh, creating your curriculum vitae, um, making sure that you are prepared to go to those college fairs um, when they come up. So um, shout out to Sharina and Michaela who are uh, still running that program. And again, that program is free. Uh, all folks need to do is, is sign up and show up. She's there to serve and um She's she's she wants to serve and we're not getting as many students in that program that we want. But okay. um, if they're serious about going to college and they have a dream school, she will help you get there. She just needs your time and your consistency. BYLP goes. So a lot of all you college uh, students who are high school students who want to be getting college and need support, and need help. 
that's a great resource. Like I said, 100%. we'll make sure we highlight it. We'll make sure I'll definitely post it more and tag it on this Thank episode. Because, I mean, that's I had a couple of my players at the high school just do a couple small little essays from a, a sorority as well. But there's, it's not limited. It's a lot of stuff they can get to. But we need to know where it's at right, and where right. you can find it. So hopefully and it's a one-stop it. shop. Just, like, come in there and take advantage of the stuff that we have for you. All there. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even have to travel. Like, just come on. Right. Just come on and take advantage of this stuff. Um, it's free to you and your family. Um, nice. You have a bunch of folks who give a damn and, and they're concerned about you and your children and they will love you right where you're at. You don't nice. have to be perfect in any way. Um, just come. Nice. And last but not least, the advocacy part. That's, <laughs> That's probably my baby. Big. So the advocacy part, okay. Um, That's where I come alive. Um, that's what gets me the opportunity to okay. fuse all of the stuff that I've learned in the Capitol and right. the stuff that I've read in these reports and just the inaction of all these school districts. Um, most of these superintendents in this region know me. Um, if okay. they don't know me, that's because I haven't had a complaint that has caused me to introduce myself to them. Right. Um, but they will know me because Based on the numbers that we're seeing, it looks like I'm going to be in Twin Rivers soon. Uh, it looks like the, uh, they may need my attention really soon. Right. Uh, Sac City, we already know they're number three in the state for disproportionate discipline of black children. Um, I actually have a pretty decent relationship with that superintendent. But again, he hasn't brought me on campus and I want to know why. You know, like those are the questions that I have. Right. Uh, Elk Grove, we are, um, I'm, I'm a thorn in Elk Grove's side. Um, I don't care that they don't like it until they acknowledge that there's a problem with black children in their district until they start to listen to us and put supports in place to deal with the black students in their district. Mm -hmm. They can continue to, they will continue to see me and I will continue to mm -hmm. be a problem. So how do we from the other side, out, mm -hmm. outside resources, um, people in the community, whatever help support, BYOP or students just in general may, may not be a part of the program. What are some tips or some things we could do or should do to help our students a little better each day, be a little better each day, survive the days and make it through the adversities, the stressors? What are some things that we could do? One of the things that um, has been a consistent theme with the students that I do talk to is parents need to listen to them and they need to believe them when they tell them that something is going on at school or mm -hmm. a teacher doesn't like them. Believe them. Um, if they say so-and-so's not treating me fair, believe them. And don't just say, don't you go over there embarrassing me. Like, really take heed to what it is that they're saying. Um, the other thing you can do is be consistently check in on your kid, right? Um, read the school handbook. Know the policies and procedures that will help your child navigate, especially if you're going to keep them in public school. Mm -hmm. You have to know the game, the rules of the game, before you can exploit them. So, um and the other thing is link with other parents and y'all be consistent. Um, there's power in numbers. Uh, a lot of times what we see is uh, parents will call us. We help mitigate the issue and those parents go, go away. And then, you know, we don't see or hear from them mm -hmm. until it's another issue. We cannot continue to do the same things expecting a different results. We need to be at the school board meetings. We wow. need to be up in these people's faces and not in the way of ready to fight. no. By highlighting the issues, highlighting their inaction, right. and making a request or a demand of them. It's a way to do everything. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a protocol to follow, a way to do everything, things like that. Um, forward 
mapping thinking, where do you see your programs, BYLP, going in the future? I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's always one of those questions. I'm not really, um, I'm a big picture type of thinker. Um, I don't really focus on step-by-step stuff. So I don't really know. I just, I just, I'm out here doing what I see needs to be done. Um, I would hope that um, more families will find out about us. Uh, the news coverage is helping. Thank you, uh, News 10 and Fox 40 and mm-hmm. Channel 3. Uh, <laughs> The news, the news coverage is helping mm-hmm. a bit, yeah. but I would hope that um, we would get more uh, attention, more uh, families who want to uh, kind of link arms with us. I would hope that we could raise our fundraising profile a lot mm-hmm. um, and that I could actually get paid for what I do one day. That's what's up. So, like, before we always, in all my shows, and I'm sure as you heard before, like, triple threat in basketball, mm-hmm. dual pass and shoot, before I ever... And what you do is something people can label it whatever they want to label it, right? But for yourself, if there's a person that inspires to be you or somebody watching this that needs information, just but just give me your three things that you hang your hat on because to walk into buildings and facilities and meetings, you have to be, you have to have some type of morals or type of code mm-hmm. that you go by. But three things that you hang your hat on that you would just tell somebody uh, else or inform somebody else that you, your, tri- your triple threat. Yep. Uh, well read and well versed. Um, intentional about the way in which we uh, connect and love um, each other or other folks. And the third thing, (laughs) well, my alter ego is a killmonger. (laughs) So uh, I would, I would, I would say, uh, Hey auntie. (laughs) Time and a place to be, time and a place though, which everybody needs that. Well, you have to have that. I don't want to say killer instinct, but that he knows who he is. And he was very clear from the start about it. And yeah. he said that people could have come to help him and rescue him, but they watched him suffer. They left him behind to suffer. Mm. And so he developed this um, killer instinct um, to really address the problems that he saw. So um, I love Killmonger. I think he's amazing. Uh, but um, I think that with T'Challa, he was more respectability politics. So um, I have to fuse the two um, based on the environment that I go into. But Killmonger was right. That's definitely dope. Um, again, let everybody know they can find you and give donations and f- get resources, yeah, everything. Uh, Put it out there one more time. <laughs> they can go to our website, uh, org. They can find us on Instagram at BYLP, um, Facebook, Black Youth Leadership Project. Um, each one of those places have our link tree. So any uh, services that we offer, um, any news coverage, anything that you may be looking to find out uh, is available to you. All you have to do is look. Again, resources there, free services there, information, um, support, opportunities for youth to get involved, get to college, get help getting into college is, is there. And thank you for taking time with your busy schedule. Oh, I know you're going right back to work. <laughs> um, I'm going to bed. I know you're going to work. <laughs> but um, again, re. Parents, students, use the resources, ask questions, Absolutely. tap in, um, funders, whatever you want to call them, people want to give donations, do that as well because it's for a good cause. But also we know it does, it's not cheap. It's not everything. The work is not free Absolutely outside of what you're not. doing, people are doing. So um, thank you for coming out. It's my pleasure. Um, All you had to do was ask. I told you. like. And you guys, again, I just want to reiterate <laughs> again, people support. If you do not advocate for yourself as a parent, as a student, tap in because 
everybody needs somebody. Hundred percent. And I'm not and I'm not limited geographically to where I will go. If you need the support and the help, I will come to you. Right. So, which is even if it's virtually. (laughs) Hey, nowadays you can make it happen. Hundred percent. Ninety-four feet with Coach JT and Miss Lorraine Pryor. Thank you. Peace.